Hello, this is part 1 of the Play Want Bin podcast for February 2019. Part 2 will be appearing later, due to the ridiculous recording time Ben and Jim came up with. Enjoy. Hello, welcome to the MF Gamers Podcast, Play Want Bin, February 2019 edition. I'm Jim, and joining me on this podcast is Ben. Hello. Cool. Well, back here again for February. Back once again, like the Renegade Masters. <laughs> D4 Damager? I don't know. I only know that bit, because Spatula says it, like, every time. Anyway. If I may, I'm going to start with my bin, because it feeds into what I've been playing. My bin is, and it's, it's a bit out of date, this, I guess, but it's... Um, the exclusivity issue on PC at the minute for the Epic Game Store and stuff. I understand exclusives happen and so on and so on. Exclusives to storefront, I'm not entirely keen on. But particularly with Metro, I don't like the way that was handled. If there's a game that's exclusive to Origin, but it was made by EA, then that makes sense. Destiny 2 is exclusive to Battle.net on, like, or, like the launcher on PC yeah. because it's Activision and that's the one they use so it, it makes that you have to accept it yeah sure you'd probably prefer it on Steam Microsoft stuff generally is Windows Store and you would prefer it on Steam they would sell more if they put it on Steam but mm. but they don't you can understand why like no we want the store we've got a store you you know I understand it yeah Metro was available to pre-order on Steam and the other two games or four games if you count Redux as a separate thing were available on Steam it was like a week before release, I think, week and a half, two weeks, that they made it exclusive to the Epic Game Launcher. Is this a timed exclusive or is it permanent exclusive? Yeah, it's exclusive for a year. Right. What I'm hoping is when it comes out, because I'm not. So, I think one of the things was if I, if I had stuff on the Epic Game Launcher, if I already had the Epic Game Launcher, I know you could get it and get all these free games. We so do free game every couple of weeks, so maybe I'm missing out. Although most of the games they've had on there are games I already own, but you know then maybe uh, I'd, I'd feel less bothered by it. But I don't want to download a launcher just for one thing that I'll then forget about. And I also don't entirely trust that the Epic game launcher is going to stay around as a going concern. Now, I'm sure like Epic have got a lot of money at the hmm. minute, but and Tencent own a big part of it, so how much of it is Tencent? And that in itself may be an issue, but... Should we mention what Tencent is? Because I, I didn't know what Tencent was until the other day, where... Reddit were kicking off about Tencent because they've also bought a chunk of Reddit as well. Oh, right. I didn't know that. For people that don't know, Tencent is a Chinese media conglomerate that has sort of stakes in lots of different media properties in China and also in the West as well. So they own obviously a chunk of Epic, so Fortnite. Um, They have quite... I don't have any influence over it as such, but the subsidiary owns shares in Epic. And also they've just recently bought a chunk of a... The company. I think they brought a chunk of the company that owns Reddit, I think. Yeah. I watched a film the other day. I think it might have been Bumblebee. I'm not entirely sure. And it had Tencent Studios on the, <gasps> on the thing. Yes, it did, actually. You know, you mentioned it. Yeah, I think it was Bumblebee, so yeah. they are huge. Tencent are enormous. They own everything. Yeah. I, I'd, I'd never heard of them before, and I read through the Wikipedia. And they, yeah, they've got fingers in all the pies. Yeah. So. So, given the controversy surrounding Huawei at the minute, 
the the phone manufacturers, telecoms mm-hmm. agent, and what they may or may not have been doing. There, I don't necessarily want to go oh, about. Here's all my here's all my data. Here's access yep. to my computer. Here's everything you would need to know about me. Just to any Chinese company, if the Chinese government has influence and access to Chinese companies in in the way that they seem to with Hawaii. So yeah, I'm a little a little dubious about it. But anyway, neither here nor there. It largely is just this, the case of it was available on Steam. Now it's not. I didn't pre-order because you know why would you? But because I didn't, I now can't get it on Steam for a year. So the people that pre-order it on Steam, they're still honouring those pre-orders. Yes, they? they still get it, and they still get the the uh, updates and patches, and they can still right. get the DLC. I think um, so. They might have to buy it from within the game. Right, right. So yeah, but the price has also gone up. Now, one of the things they said was the price was going to go down because right. uh, they take a smaller cut, and the price has gone up over here. It's gone down in America, but everywhere else it's gone up <laughs> because, and it's it's gone up. It's probably the same price as it was on Steam, to be fair to them. But that's not where people buy games from. People, I mean, no. some people do, but you can go to like CD Keys or Green Man Gaming or wherever, mm. and it has gone up on there. So you are paying more money now. You've got fewer options because. You know they can't source these Epic game keys from anywhere other than Epic, so it makes it less tempting. I'm, you would now have to pay more money for a game without with fewer services tied to it because you know, you've got all your Steam, Steam cards, Steam friends, blah blah blah, the discussion forums, all that sort of stuff, and it's a launcher that you you might never use again. And it seems like a really weird choice for I don't know what the publisher is for Metro. I mean, it seems like I mean the Metro games. I guess are popular, but they're not like record-breaking popular games, are they? They seem that basically the people who are playing on PC are going to be, I would suspect, fairly savvy, knowledgeable PC gamers who yeah. know who can clearly see when they're being ripped off. Effectively, I guess, want of a better word, not necessarily ripped off. That's the wrong word, perhaps, but who are not getting as good a deal on something they had previously, like the week previously. Yeah. So it just seems like a really odd move for them to pull other than I assume Epic have given them a massive wedge of cash to yeah. try and get some exclusive content on That's this the, I think they guarantee they guarantee revenue Epic in the sense of like what's I guess they don't go what are your projections in case they go uh, we were going to sell 40 million oh right mm. okay um, but they must guarantee them a certain amount so even if it doesn't sell on there it's fine we just want you on there it's a weird right. thing that like you say Metro is a very grown up game and the, mm. the, most people who have the Epic game launcher are going to have it for Fortnite, which is not quite as grown up a game, and that's no, not exactly. Yeah. It, um, you know, just tonally, they are very, very different. They really couldn't yes, be more yeah, different. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, it's it's a weird one, and yeah, I'm kind of hoping though. From listening to the reviews and stuff, it sounds like this is very much a Metro game in the sense of what Metro and Metro Last Light were like at launch. Hmm. Uh, not as buggy, although also a bit buggy. But what they then did is a Redux version which made the game a bit easier. And stuff like the, the currency in the Metro games was your decent ammo, and you could get shit ammo. But So you had to choose, do I have really good ammo that will let me kill things faster, or do I need, say, health packs and filters and a better right, weapon, yeah. potentially? So, Or is it better to have more of this low-quality ammo compared to the high-quality stuff? Whereas in Redux, that I had plenty of ammo. I had no real need to choose towards the end. I, you know, I, I had enough to to do it it's, it's just an easier better experience mm, yeah so if, if you want the more stalkerish style gameplay the current version of this game seems to be that 
Right. I prefer the Redux games. I really, really enjoyed the Redux games. So I'm hoping the year exclusive is timed with here's the Redux patch or here's the Redux DLC. And yeah. I, I buy it for that. I'm hoping. The reason I wanted that to be my bin is because I wanted to make it clear that I am not against other launchers on PC. I would obviously, I would rather everything come through one, but I don't think a monopoly is a good thing. I don't think Steam no. having a monopoly, as much as it kind of sort of does, I don't think that's a particularly great thing. And it, it takes back to when Valve forced it with Half-Life 2 anyway. Like, that was not a good thing that they did, but here we are. I think PC gaming has benefited from Steam. So it was probably yeah. worth it, but Valve have shown that they're not—they're not your friend. They're not anyone's <laughs> friend. So there's a lot of launches on PC. Um, to drill down the point as well, I, I had to go and look for Direct to Drive, which is where I used to buy games from, like a fair few years ago. They still exist, yeah. and I was surprised by that. But yeah, I was looking at the stuff on there, just be like, "Fucking hell, I forgot that game even existed." But that's stuff <laughs> that I didn't even—I didn't know I had. And some of it is stuff I've got on other platforms now. I've got on Steam or whatever. Mm. Whereas I had it on Direct to Drive because, you know. But the, the worry is that could just go and that stuff's gone. Although, grind, they're clearly not going to miss it, but that could just go. Game did something once where it was tied. They tried doing digital things. It lasted about a month. Uh, I bought a couple of Sega games from there. Gone. Unless you downloaded them and have them on a hard drive somewhere. Yeah. Gone. Popcap. One of the first digital games I ever bought was the original Plants vs. Zombies through PopCap. And it's brilliant, the original. I can't get that anymore from PopCap games. Ah, that means I can't either. However, EA gave it away free on Origin. So I do have it, and EA obviously owns PopCap now. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, so I do have access to it. Which brings me to, does Twitch have one and the Twitch game launcher? And they, they give away free stuff. And um, so I play some stuff off that. Origin, obviously, you play, and that is kind of where I spent my time this month. There's only one game I played on, on Steam this month, and even that was, I think, kind of published by Humble Bundle, or the, the key came from Humble Bundle. Uh, so I'll start with that one, I guess. Pray for the Gods, which is spelt P-R-A-E-Y for the Gods. So it's, it's a play on Pray for the Gods, as in put your hands together, pray for them, and also you are Pray for the Gods. They're, they're hunting you. Uh, see what they did there. Yeah, so they tried changing the name because their publisher said no one can find that. <laughs> so they changed it to Pray for the Gods, P-R-E-Y, for the gods. Mm. And Bethesda threatened to sue them because they have a game called Prey. Yeah. This is, Bethesda's got a, got a bit of history this, haven't they, with yeah. the Elder Scrolls stuff as well? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And Bethesda are named after a town. So you would <laughs> think of all the companies to sue people for dual meanings or, you know, a similar name. Bethesda wouldn't be that because they are literally named after something else. So, mm. I, it's stupid. Anyway, so they changed it back to Pray for the Gods. It is a Shadow of the Colossus-alike game. And I, I first came across it a couple of years ago. Uh, we did a thing called... I can't remember what the feature was called. I've got a feeling it was called How Fucking God Does This Look? But I don't think it was called that. I think I might have changed it. <laughs> but it was basically gifts of upcoming games that just look yeah. great and um, there was this gif of this and, and so we got all that and we gave them a bit of coverage and I had a rule or we had a rule where if we kickstarted something we couldn't cover it and so we didn't cover Chime Sharp we stopped covering Shenmue 3 those are the only two games I remember kickstarting however I got an email from the only email I've got from them from Kickstarter saying <laughs> your key's going to be ready next week 
So I think what might have happened is I might have been put on a list, like a reviewer list, where you get the key from Humble Bundle or something, despite not being... Oh, uh, right, okay. Yeah, despite not doing that for years, so or okay. a year. So, so anyway, yeah, so it comes out, and it's come out in early access. I don't want to be too critical of it, because it is not finished, but that's kind of the thing as well, is considering how long it was where I saw it and went, that looks amazing, it doesn't feel like it's moved on a lot. It feels right. like I don't know anything about making a game, so... This might just there might be three people working on it, and it's like, yeah, that we've done as much as we have speaks volumes. Like we, you know, this is this is huge what we've done, but it does feel like it, it's very rough around the edges. Stuff it's like you should this doesn't work. You shouldn't have put this in. It feels like it's nowhere near ready. Mm. I'm not a huge fan of early access at all, particularly when you've then kickstarted the thing and you've got a publisher. I think that's a bit shitty. You've had your chance to make your money to make the game. You shouldn't be taking advantage of customers. Like, anyway, let's, no. No, let's move on. So um, what they do, aside from just being Shadow of the Colossus, they, they add like fodder enemies. There's just normal enemies in there rather than just these giants. I quite like that idea. They also add survival mechanics, which I'm less keen on, but I do like yeah. the idea of the environment being against you because the environment in Shadow of the Colossus was stark and, and it was supposed to be this dead, dangerous place. Like, we don't come here. But it was just empty, and it was cool that it was empty. It fitted that it was empty, but why was it empty? This, it sort of makes sense. It's this cold tundra that, you know, is, is dangerous. There's corpses that reanimate and stuff that, you know, there's this is not a safe place. And I, I really like that idea that the weather is against you, the wind is against you, the uh, it's difficult to get around, and, and that sort of stuff. It is, is, I like that. I just don't like that I have to worry about food and heat and sleep. Yeah. And I don't like... I guess, do you know what? I don't like that Zelda exists because they have... The first thing that you probably see that sort of feeds into that is that you get this big cloth and you use it to glide, like in the most recent Zelda, Breath of the Wild. Mm-hmm. And you're like, all right, okay, it's fine. Nice little nod to that. That's cool. The weapon degradation, there is, you know, your weapons break, your materials break. Yeah. Now, if that's the sort of thing where it's like, yeah, after about 20 minutes, maybe I could live with that. But it's like five hits with a stick, and the stick's broken, which is more like Zelda. And that is, it's just bad. It's just not good. It's just not fun. No, exactly. And that's the issue I, I've had with those. I think maybe Zelda's the only thing I've played with weapon degradation. But And the kind of thing is if you could turn it off, if there's an option like an easier mode or or a, a, a no-break mode or something. Yeah. That would obviously change the nature of how the game's played, but I'd much rather have the option to not use it. Yeah, with Zelda, the excuse I've, I've heard is it forces you to try different weapons. And um, there's a game called El Shaddai, Ascension of the Metatron, which is a, a really cool game about Gabriel, whoever was supposed to be the smartest human to ever live, and he's taken up by God because God's such a big fan. I forget his name. Anyway, it was a cool thing. And I think this by the guy who did Devil May Cry, I think. I can't remember. Anyway, it's, it's a really interesting game. That, the weapons broke. And it was because it wanted you to snatch the weapons away and use them. So you snatch the weapon from the enemy and counter by using it. And you had to, there was three types of weapons. It was kind of rock, paper, scissor type stuff. It fed into yeah. the gameplay. It was fine. I had no issue with that. And Zelda, apparently that's the, the reason for that as well. But from what I've seen of it, I haven't played it. So maybe it doesn't get the balance right. This definitely doesn't get the balance right. It is just that your weapons... You, don't, you can't hold a lot of them, and your weapons are, are just going to break pretty easily. You don't need them for the boss, but or the you know the Colossus, whatever. But um, you do with enemies, unless you just run. I was um, 
sort of pleasantly pleased when I got the email. Like, oh fuck, I'm glad that's coming out. Yeah, I forgot. Hmm. You know, not that I'd forgotten about it, but I did wonder what was going on with that game. And you know, apparently I've got a key. Great. And yeah, it's. Uh, I kind of just wanted a Shadow Colossus that they added in fodder enemies. I'm up for that. But the survival and and that sort of stuff, I just think ruins it. And also, like I say, it's it's a bit of a mess at the minute, considering it's just not it's just not there. And I think I told you I had this a couple of weeks ago, and I was I was going to go back and play a bit more beforehand. And they, they've patched it since, and I was sort of hoping that I'd go back in and it would be a lot better after a mm. couple of weeks. And they've added some caves and things. They have made changes, but it doesn't. When I looked at the roadmap for it, it doesn't seem like overhauling the gameplay is uh, is on that roadmap. So, if it's early access now, how far is it till I don't know official release? I don't think it says. But right. It seems a very long way away for me. It's yeah. a bit like some of it is just graphically a bit rough around the edges, which is you know fine. They can just fix that as a, as they go. I don't. It seems like there's only like five or arguably six gods in there, which I did two pretty quickly. I sort of assume they were adding. I think they are adding more. They, I think that's on the roadmap. It's like we're adding a sixth, we're adding a seventh, we're adding an eighth. Yeah. So it might be one of those things where it's like I just should leave this until. Yeah. Also on PC, I'll very quickly talk about Crisis Three, which was on Origin. Mm-hmm. I had the itch to play it again. I don't know why, but I, I really like the Crisis games. And to the point where I'm toying with just playing through all of them again. Hmm. Um, I never played Crisis Warhead, so I might give that a go. But yeah, Crisis 3 I, I thought was uh, an underrated game when it came out. I thought it was really good fun. I still enjoyed it. It still looks ridiculous. Or mostly, the character models especially are, just are, are some of the best character models around still. How old is the game? I don't know. I, don't, I would probably have to <laughs> Google it. <laughs> so it came out 2013. Oh, okay. So six years, and the character mm. models are, I would say, some of the best that still that are around. Weather effects are incredible on it. What isn't is the the tessellation. You know, they get depth on textures and stuff. Yes, which yeah. is weird because Crisis Two was the first game I played that had that. It was the big thing, the HD update that it got included mm. all that all of a sudden. And my graphics card was just on the. It just were. It was technically able to do it. It was supported, but I didn't have enough VRAM really to do it properly. So I could turn it on and I'm just like, this is barely playable. But I was sort of just, no, no, but it looks amazing. I need to play it. So yeah, Crisis 3, is, that's where it starts to show its age is, is some of that work. Like that stuff has obviously moved on, whereas I'm playing it on, you know, uh, a 1080 as it is. And it's, uh, it's still, you know, anyway, yeah, it's still a good game. The way it works, uh, Crisis 1 was this huge island where you could kind of... You got funneled towards the you know the next mission or whatever, but um, it was big and you could just avoid stuff if you wanted to and you, you could approach things in multiple different ways. Crisis 2, because it was the first one on consoles, was like little boxes and you're going into right. very small areas and we're trying to get through and you could you know blow stuff up and, and all that sort of stuff or just stealth around. I spent a lot of that game just walking through invisible because the, the spaces were so small that that was feasible. You'd get halfway across, rest, let your thingy recharge, and then just stealth again. Crisis 3 works in a similar way in that it is a gameplay box, but the box is huge. Right, yeah. And when it's doing that stuff, it's it's great, it's brilliant. When it then moves on later on to being huge, huge areas, more like the first, but it's you need to do three things, and there's a big empty space between them just with a couple of enemies but it's just there's no cover there's no nothing 
you just need to like trek your way across there that's when it gets to be a bit of a slog and a bit boring yeah which is a bit of a shame and it's but it there's i would play another crisis game if we hadn't overrun already because i talked about uh pray for the gods way more than i intended to i would <laughs> maybe talk about the story of crisis it is the stupidest fucking game story i've ever encountered it is a terrible terrible story can you do it in a minute and a half okay i'll give it a go <laughs> crisis one you are super soldiers in these nano suits who drop down or they're just soldiers in nano suits drop down into an island north koreans are there why are they there who knows let's go and investigate and so you go there it turns out aliens jim but we'll get to that you uh you play as an, as a character called nomad there's psycho and there's prophet and there's a couple of others others die don't worry about it you uh as as nomad end of the game you escape the island uh psycho you don't know what happens to prophet escapes as well crisis warhead you play as psycho crisis 2 you don't play as nomad Nomad is never really mentioned in the games again, or he's just mentioned in passing, but you never find out what happens to him. Turns out, in a comic released <laughs> in time with Crisis Warhead, he's killed off. But the game never tells you this. So in Crisis 2, you start as a different soldier, just some guy, and you're I think you're on a plane and it gets shot out of the air, or a submarine and it gets attacked and you you come up and you are pulled out of the water by Prophet from the first game, who you didn't play as. He rescues you, and I think he says to you, look, your your injuries are too severe, you're going to die. What will save you is my suit. I'm going to die anyway, no saving me. Puts a gun to his head, kills himself. So you put on his suit. At some point in that game, you are not Prophet, you are, let's say, Steve. You are Steve. <clears throat> At some point in that game, your character dies, Steve dies. Prophet's consciousness had seeped into the suit, <laughs> and you are now Prophet. Crisis 3 starts, you are rescued by Psycho 10 years later. Psycho hasn't got his suit anymore. They skinned me, Prophet. They fucking skinned me. He's a cockney. <laughs> I got that. <laughs> they don't really address that because he's just talking to Prophet. He's just like, you know, just the mates. He's talking about the old times and stuff. Doesn't, I mean, it does every now and then. He'll just go like, who's even behind that mask? But it doesn't really address the fact that you are a corpse walking round who isn't even the person it's not in there kind of thing. It's weird. It's just the whole thing. They just don't address it, but they get very obsessed with the Alpha Seth and stuff. It's, it's yeah, it's uh, it's absolute horseshit, but I, can't, I do kind of like the Crisis games. I won't dwell too much on... No, I will. Far Cry New Dawn, <laughs> which I've been playing on Uplay, which I'll be honest, I would have bought on Steam if I could have got a Steam key for 20 quid, but it was 20 quid. I was under the impression this was a really short game, and it was just, well, not a really short game, but a short version. The way Blood Dragon, I don't know if you've played any of the Far Cry games. No, I haven't, but I, I got the gist. So. Yeah, it's Far Cry, so it was this big thing, and then New Blood Dragon came out and it used the mechanics. I think it used some of the character models and stuff. Different tone, and it, it, it was short. Did they do a similar thing with like a was it Primal or something as well? That was a like a Dawn of Man kind of version of it or something? Yeah, but I, I don't know how much of that, that used from Far Cry 4, or if it was a whole mm. new map or whatever, but... I am up for this, particularly this time in the generation. I think it makes sense as um, Uncharted did it and um, you could argue Dishonored did it. I quite like this idea of we've done a big game that cost us a lot of money. We're going to do a smaller game that uses the stuff that we didn't get to use. or So, you know, it's not wasting anything. It's it's the yeah. leftover sandwich. It's, you know, I'm quite up for that. And particularly, like I say, I can understand why studios don't want to put out a big, huge 
you know, Uncharted 5 or whatever at this time in a generation or like in six months or something as, as the new consoles are approaching. But, you know, that engine, a redo of that map or some ideas that they had left, that might work. Why not do that? So I'd, I'd be up for that. And that's what I assume this was, but it's actually 30 hours or something like that, 20, 30 hours long. Uh, okay, so it's substantial then. Yeah, and initially some of the way it does it is that, um, you know, you start in, say, the bottom left corner and the next story mission is half the way across the map or let's say a third of the way across the map or something. It's not like right next to you, it's not the next town over, it's that, you know, it's those sorts of things and you go back and then it's most of the way across the map, the third mission and, and then the fourth mission is all the way across the map and someone there you send you somewhere else and it's the far side of the map, like, that's how it, it lengthens some of it out. So the, the stuff that's good with Far Cry, the combat's really good in Far Cry and the compounds are good, so they're, they're basically enemies, bad guys, they don't really justify it more than these these people are just bad guys. They've taken over these encampments, you have to liberate them. And then your guys have these encampments. They're still good fun. And that stuff, then you can fast travel to there and things like that. So one of the ways they lengthen the game, and this I'm less keen on, and it's but it's why it takes so long, is you have this home base called Prosperity. And the reason you're there, the reason your character is there is because you and uh, your mate and a couple of other people, your people essentially, are brought in on this train to uh, it's post-apocalypse, so you've got your own train, and you uh, you you come in and you're going to help them build uh, a new community, I guess. You're going to expand their community. You're going to help them. This is how to survive post-apocalypse, and you've done this in other places. This is what you do. Your boss essentially gets kidnapped. He saves you, and the people who've taken him are the antagonists of the game. And the first mission is to go and rescue him. When you get him. You need to bring him back to, or you come back to the home base, Prosperity, talk to him, and he's like, right, we're going to need some specialists, and we're going to need to upgrade the facilities here. Specialists are like side missions in the game that you can get them, and they come and join you. But they're not the people you're using. You can get people who will help you fight, but it's not them. These people are just there as side missions, basically. But the to upgrade the facilities, that means you may get access to better weapons, better vehicles, more health items, uh, better explosives... Things like that. That requires ethanol. You get ethanol from liberating compounds. Um, you get a small amount from just finding these loot crates that drop from the sky, and then you have to attack the people who are trying to get them. They're fairly easy. It's just random chance. And there are big ethanol tankers that you can hijack if you can catch up with them. If you happen to be near a vehicle at the time, and yeah, and if they don't explode, but you, that will get you a decent amount. Or you can buy Far Cry credits and, and probably buy some ethanol if you want to. Yeah. So you need that to upgrade the home base. It doesn't take much initially. The, it takes 75 or 100 initially, and you need to get, say, 4 or 5, which you've probably done because you've already liberated some home bases or some uh, compounds and things. So you've probably more or less got enough. I, I think I had to go and get a one more uh, specialist, one more side quest, which is, again, it's a bit of a trek across the map, but if you've been doing some of the side quests and there's this big gap between mission A and mission B anyway, so you're, you're going to encounter this stuff as you're going there. So, okay, fair enough. I assume that was maybe it and they weren't going to force you to go beyond that and the rest of it was just what you wanted to do. Instead, it does, halfway through the game, just go, you need to make this level three home base now and that means you need to get all seven specialists and upgrade everything. Not twice, but 
it is something like if there's eight facilities you can upgrade, you need to do maybe 14 upgrades. Mm. So you have to go and do ethanol. You have to spend time doing stuff to go and get ethanol and hunting down things. And I didn't bother doing it, but you can essentially give up a compound and then retake it, and that gets you some more ethanol again. Right, yeah. So it becomes a bit of a drag, and it went from this really fun, I'm really enjoying it, kind of compulsive, I'm stumbling across things to do, but I'm just going to cut short some of the side quests and move the story on because this is getting a bit long. It then became, no, no, you need to go and do everything. And so I finished the game and I had I'd done all the side quests, pretty much uncovered all the map, uh, I had all the specialists, I'd upgraded everything. Yeah, I'd, I was doing story missions and the story missions were just kind of a bit shitty towards the end. It's things that you don't want to do and the boss fights are very bullet spongy. Yeah, it just wasn't... It's a better game at the start than it is at the end. Right, yeah. And this is for someone who didn't play Far Cry 5 or 4, really, or Primal. So I haven't played a Far Cry game properly in a very long time and I was still getting very bored of it by the end. But initially it's really good fun. And I was actually thinking this might get on my top 10 of the year because I was really enjoying it. And then... The way it ended, uh, if it is, then it'll be a, not a great year, let's put it that way. I'll be quicker on this one, but uh, different platform. I played Wargroove on the Switch, which I think a few people picked up. Yeah. Plays a bit like Advance Wars. I can't place why, but I'm not enjoying it that much. Like, it's fine when I get into it. Like, I, I was I was enjoying it at the start. And then, yeah, it, it's just a bit... It's the way the battles work, I think. Right, okay. Advance Wars you feel like you start off on a level footing generally or it's structured in a way where you can look at it and go I need to take this bit and I can go to this bit and this bit and you can kind of manage the task you can break it down yeah yeah. Wargroove sort of feels daunting all the way through the best way I can describe it I guess is it feels like you like the computer could just knock you out anytime it wants it is playing you along it is toying with you and then you catch it, little glancing blow, and it goes down and takes a fall. It feels like the computer lets you in towards the end because it does not make mistakes. It will stop just outside of where you can attack. It looks at the <laughs> rules. It does everything properly. It does everything the way you should do it. Does not give you an opening until the leader just wanders out in front of you and yes. you surround them. And, and so you, it always feels like you are on the back foot and then you win. It's not not fun, but it just feels a bit difficult and not as inviting and compulsive as Advance Wars. Because that was always the thing with Advance Wars. I mean, I've Advance Wars is a series. Sidetrack briefly. Advance Wars is a series of games that I've always desperately tried to enjoy. And with those games, they never feel unfair. You know that if you failed, it's because you fucked it up, because you you misjudged your situation or something. But it never feels as though. I certainly, whenever I lost, I always got frustrated with myself as opposed to with the game, if that yeah. makes sense. Because uh, it was always so finely balanced and things, and clearly a lot of thoughts gone into that balancing of the maps and stuff. It's just I was terrible at it. So Yeah, this does stuff that is counter to that as well. Like the Fog of War, which is in Advance Wars, mm. is not all the way through, but they, they bring that mechanic in. Yeah, it, like I say, it's the computer using the mechanics. Like if you were if you were brilliant at it, the computer is that level. If you're not, then the computer is is just sort of playing with you and yeah. But I, I've not. I should say I've only failed once. I think maybe twice. But I, I don't know. I just comparing it to Advance Wars. Advance Wars, I think one of the best games ever made. The first Advance Wars, and it's a game that I 
played how not really knowing anything about it other than it was supposed to be good. Started playing yeah. it and didn't stop playing it until uh, until I finished it. I just sat and played it all day. Really, really, really enjoyed it. It's a fantastic game. This yeah. I get halfway through with the mission and I'm toying with turning it off and it's like, no, I'll just finish it because otherwise you won't you can't come back to it. But it's not bad. It's just like I say, it's just not very inviting. Maybe people will correct me on this, but I feel like the way this was talked about prior to release and then the way people aren't talking about it now, I suspect a lot of people have fallen off it. But I think I'm kind of in the back half of the game, so I I, I will keep uh, plugging away at it, I think. Uh, the last couple of things, very short, the uh, Nintendo Direct happened and uh, there was a couple of demos put out from that. Uh, mm-hmm. So the first one, I'll go with the negative one first. A game called Damon X Machina, which is a game I thought looked really, really good. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I never played a Zone of the Enders game, but I think it looks like a, a Zone of the Enders. Yeah, it does. Isn't it? Anyway, I didn't enjoy it. Like, it's fine initially, but um, I think, and I think this might be a problem with the demo, maybe the game would solve this, but I think maybe you're supposed to go back into missions, the early missions, and pick up better gear. Because I got to the boss on it, and... Just it took like ten minutes. I got it fifty percent of the way down, and then I died. And I just thought, well, I'm not, I'm not restarting. I haven't got that sort of time. <laughs> so, it like I think I'm supposed to go and get a better gun because I don't, I didn't get a better gun. I got better um, chest armor, better leg armor, but I didn't get um, better weaponry. So I think you're probably supposed to go back in and get better gear. Right. Okay. But I kind of can't be bothered. Uh, it also didn't run very well. It was very framey, which made it difficult to aim, and the field of view meant that if enemies got in quite close to you, you couldn't hit them because they were, you couldn't see them. They were to the right of the camera, even though they right, were yeah. a foot away from you. Yeah, so it's not a great running game. It also doesn't look great, although I'd always caveat that, that I've got a 4K TV and my Switch is a Switch, so that is it might look a lot better on just a, a normal screen. What I will say is Yoshi's Crafted World which I also played the demo of. I watched the Digital Foundry thing, and apparently that doesn't even run at 720p a lot of the time. Mm. I thought it looked great. It looks lovely in all the screenshots and things I've seen, certainly. Yeah. yeah. It's got this like depth of field thing mm, going on. Yeah. Everything outside of like the magnified focus is really blurry. Uh, a bit like uh, Octopath Traveler. That I think that helps it, that everything's supposed to look blurry anyway, so it, it just yeah. does. But yeah, I, it's, so, it's really easy, and I think that might... There's a chance that might be a problem. I didn't like Woolly World. In fact, I kind of actively hate Woolly World. Uh, I think it's an aggressively boring game. <laughs> but I really like Kirby... Whatever the, the yarn... Oh, uh, Epic Yarn. Yeah, yeah uh, that was great. So, but this... I've, I quite enjoyed this. It's very, like I say, really sedate. What I worry about is that if the full game is is this uneventful and... and like boring in speech marks because I think it's supposed to be just relaxing yeah. and uneventful and stuff. Like, it's less about the enemies, it's more about finding stuff in the environment and throwing the eggs to to knock down stuff or to reveal stuff so you can find the missing puppy or whatever it is that's there. But I think a full game of that might just be a bit too, a bit too much. slow. Yeah, yeah so, but I, I actually really liked the demo because I, I expected to not like it based on, on Woolly World. But um, yeah, it's uh, maybe one to wait for reviews for. It's the sort of thing that if um, Nintendo games ever went cheap, I guess they sometimes do. I've got a couple of like Kirby things and stuff that I picked up because they were like a fiver. Nintendo games generally don't bomb. No. And then when they do, they go really cheap. 
this seems like one of those where if it dropped in price, I'd, I'd pick it up as a curiosity, but it's not going to be available cheap, I don't think. No, it, it feels like it's the kind of thing that will probably shift pretty well and stay at full price indefinitely. I think. Yeah, but you'll, we'll see. Like I say, it's, it's, it's got me curious at least. Yeah, I, I haven't got a want that I can think of, so I might just hold off on that until something occurs to me, if that's okay. And we'll, we'll talk about your stuff. Yeah, so I've... Um... My, my gaming has been a bit a bit light this month. I've got a couple of little bits and bobs that I'm going to mention as they come up through other people's plays. But the main thing I've yeah. done gaming-wise this month is actually I've built I've built a SNES Mini, after a fashion anyway. So for a while I've been playing emulated games through using a Raspberry Pi. Was it you that had the NES container for it? No, I think that might be RetroEd maybe, I think. It wasn't me, certainly. Somebody else on the forum definitely has that. I think it was Ed. Yeah. Uh, mine was just running in a standard Pi case. So a Raspberry Pi is like a, it's a £25 single board computer. Not terribly powerful, but has USB sockets and Wi-Fi and takes micro SD cards and things. And you can use them for all kinds of tinkering. But it runs some software called RetroPie, which is basically just a collection. It's, it's an operating system with a collection of emulators. No games, because pirating games is illegal, clearly. So don't do that. And the Raspberry Pi, I've got the most up-to-date Raspberry Pi 3B+. So it's it's not very powerful, but it's the most powerful one they do. And it will quite happily run anything up to PS1 era games. So it will do 8-bit, 16-bit, and PS1. It won't do N64 terribly well. And it won't touch like Dreamcast and anything yeah. past that point. So there's there's quite a hefty library of stuff to choose from. It will do some arcade stuff, fine as well, some MAME. So fine. Neo Geo? Uh, yeah, it does Neo Geo. Yeah, I've not done any Neo Geo stuff on it, but I believe it does. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Cool. Or well, probably some of it. I don't know how far. So basically, anything up to about 1994 seems to work <laughs> generally okay. <Yeah>. <laughs> so <laughs> the rough. Um, there's a rough point. So I've been using that for ages though. I've had that for maybe nine months, I think and been using it on and off as, a, as an emulating device. The problem is the Raspberry Pi itself doesn't have any power buttons. So you basically plug, it, plug in the micro USB and it turns on. And then to shut it down, you have to go into a like a shell script or a, a command prompt and fire triggers to it to shut it down and things, which is a bit of a chore. Or you can pull the power out, which might mess up your memory card. Yeah. I'd seen... So Retroflag are a company that does these retro cases for... Raspberry Pis. So they've started out doing a NES Mini 1. They've done a SNES Mini 1, which is the one that I bought. And they've also done a Mega Drive Mega Pi, I'm guessing it's probably called, one now as well. And they're really excellent reproductions, these sort of micro-scale reproductions of these classic console cases, which is good. And also they have functional power and reset buttons as well. And lights and things. So I've been eyeing it up for a while I wanted something as a bit of a project, and it turned out to be like a good evening's project plus some additional work on the um, operating system to get it all up and running. Yeah. And it looks lovely. It's really cool. And the, the, the pies have gone into it, and it's made it a lot more useful in terms of it can stay plugged in and not be on all the time, so I can turn it on when I want to use it. It looks quite cool by the telly, and it's meant that I've been dropping back into a lot of uh, retro stuff this month. Just not nothing significant, but just playing... Sort of bits of things and going through. The only thing that was frustrating is I had to reflash my SD card, which meant that I lost. I had quite a good sort of curated 
amount of games on my SD card. Not huge amounts of stuff, so there wasn't too much stuff to choose from, but it was all stuff that I liked. That I had save files on, and I'd gone, and then you can do something called scraping, which is where you get like the box art and things for games. So I'd done all that and sp- spent quite a lot of time doing that. But for whatever reason, that version, that that image that I was running, wouldn't connect to my, e- wouldn't pick, a, pick up a, an IP address on my Ethernet port, wouldn't plug it into the network. So I couldn't then access it to run some scripts on it. So it was a standalone thing, it would work fine, but I couldn't actually, there was no physical way of connecting to it to do anything else with it. So I had to rebuild the, it's getting a bit techy, but I had to rebuild the image that's on the SD card, <laughs> which worked in terms of connecting to my network, but meant that I had to then, I, I there's no way of getting back my uh, ROMs and save files and all the imagery and things. Well, maybe there is, I don't know, but I can both look into it. So I've now got tons of stuff on there. Like, I just basically piled on the entire ROM collection for snares and nares and Mega Drive. Yeah, you downloaded a zip. Yeah, exactly, yeah. So, torrented something. Because, obviously, I own all those games, so it's, yeah, etc. But, basically, I've got thousands of games on there, which, in theory, is, is sounds amazing. But, in practice, it's actually very tedious. Because it's a lot of things to try and sift through. So The problem with having a bunch of games, hundreds of games compared to when you were a kid is is that you play everything for five minutes yeah get kind of get your fill or maybe not even get your fill just you die on it or something and then you can play the next thing rather than get good at the the game and get into the game that is exactly it and that's and that's kind of the problem with it and at some point in the next couple of weeks i'm going to sit down and i'm going to strip out the roms completely and just put a few things on there because yeah. that's exactly what i did i spent like two hours of the night going through the mega drive genesis stuff and i'd load something up play it maybe a minute and go and then come back out of it and then do the same thing as anything else and so yeah I'm going to go through and just do a properly curated list of things that I will actually want to sit and play or play previously and want to spend some time with and do it that way instead so yeah but it's, yes it's fighting time at the moment to be honest but it's a really cool thing legality aside obviously fuck them yeah what are you going to do why not they've got plenty of money it's a really good way of playing retro games and because I've picked up a few controllers that work real original Xbox 360 wide pads work excellently bar the slightly shitty D-pad the slightly shitty D-pad <laughs> the very shitty D-pad but I've also got like some fairly cheap SNES controllers like four USB wide SNES controllers that aren't too bad so they're pretty good for yeah. my stuff and a, an 8-bit do controller as well I was going to say 8-bit do stuff and you can get USB Saturn controllers or yes. Saturn controllers yeah. Which will have enough buttons on, and and obviously, a, in theory, a better D-pad. Yes, that's right. Yeah, I think I think they do just in a Saturn controller or doing a Saturn controller. Possibly that might be the one Spatula was on about the other week or the other month, I should say. Because yeah, there there is particular ones that I still I have Saturn controllers and I've got a PS2 Saturn controller as well. Anyway, and then like adapters that mm. take things like USB adapters, and I just use that if it needs. But actually, most of the time I'm just using a PS4 controller at the minute, but. If I were to want to play a fighting game on my PC, I would consider doing that. Yeah, yeah. But uh, it's cool. It's good. And say the the build quality is good, and it's like twenty twenty eight quid, I think, for the mm. for the kit. So it's a handy little thing. My want for this month, I t- I seem to have become slightly obsessed with maybe getting a proper desktop PC. You should. Well, I think I will. Um, I don't quite know how I'm going to ju- <laughs> justify it. Well, the reason I'm justifying it to myself is that I'm currently moving into doing application development and my laptop and my work laptop doesn't really cut it in terms of 
running an OS and also emulating a phone and things on it and for, like compiling and stuff like that so that's the excuse but also I've kind of got a bit overboard or a bit obsessed with specs and things and stuff over the last couple of weeks so yeah, yeah. I think I want a gaming PC I think I might be becoming a PC gamer potentially it's good we're, we're, we're good people well the jury's still out but <laughs> I've also become I started following PC Master Race on Reddit which I don't know if you use Reddit or not <laughs> But it's a very good subreddit about basically everybody's PC builds. And yeah. it's basically it's just PC build porn, essentially. <laughs> it's, like at the moment on YouTube, everybody's, all the builders on there are using these AMD Ryzen processors. Yeah, yeah. But I suspect some of that is also because AMD Ryzen, AMD are giving them Ryzen processors, maybe? <laughs> I think they are considered to be best bang for your buck. Yeah, of. I think so, yeah. But then AMD have got a bit of a past prize with the seventh as well where they were fudging stats and things as well so yeah but i think the i think the verizon is what you that's the best value for money compared to yeah. like an i7 yeah. or whatever but it's not necessarily the best processor but you don't really need the best processor no exactly. i know let's put it this way i know it's spatula's looking at building the computer yeah. and that's what he's looking at is an amd i used to have an amd card it was fine it was quite powerful at the time but yeah i just don't know enough about them and you need to make sure everything works with the yeah. motherboard yeah, yeah, yeah. so it something I did get told when I think Spikes has put this in the thread as well is it's sometimes worth just buying a pre-built computer and then just adding parts to it yeah well Spikes had put a really useful link in the in the um, building a PC gaming PC thread as well but also part of the reason I want to do it is I kind of want to build it as well that's part of the there's the part I'm looking forward to doing more than anything else really to be honest so yeah it's not crazy hard the bit I ended up having issues with was um, the uh, like the the connections for the the USB mm. ports at the front and the power at the front and trying to find them on the motherboard using the diagram because the diagram I don't think was 100% accurate I think I might have got a slightly different motherboard like a oh, point right, two yeah, version yeah. or something like that oh no no I think what it was is they had these caps on them that meant they blended they didn't mm. look like they came off and so they, they weren't on they just weren't there until you took the caps off that was the sort of stuff that I had issue with the actual like seat in a uh, process now is really easy they just clip in uh, just a little like draw lift draw thing and graphics cards not that complicated hard drives easy enough and yeah power supply screw that in onto the motherboard and it's kind of it yeah so I think anyway I need to I don't know I need to find the money for it first as well that's the other and the space in the house yeah as well. it's a big expense so, <laughs> there's a few variables yeah well that's the thing you need a, a tower if you're getting a graphics, you know, if you're getting a game of PC, the more room the better to yep. let more air go through it. But equally, like, my tower's too big to fit under my desk, and my desk is not small, but the tower sticks out because it's quite long, and I would probably buy a smaller tower next time, I think. But yes, that's my, my main one, really. My, in terms of my bin, again, I'm not... I've got nothing to bin, I don't think. Everything's everything's pretty good, so nothing, nothing to... Nothing to grumble about, really. Can I make a recommendation to you based on um, last week? I think we both picked Joy-Cons. Mm, yeah, we did, yeah. Last month, I should say. I, I ended up buying uh, an 8-bit do adapter that oh, looks okay. like a, a Mario brick sort of thing. Works on PC and Switch, uh, and it's it's really good. I've used it on both, and yeah, I used the PS4 controller with it. It's it's fairly easy to set up, and then once it's, it's set up, it's just you press a button on the dongle, you press your control like you turn your controller on and it, it just 
then finds it once it's set up. And yeah, I've used it a few times and that's not a bad solution. It was uh, 15 quid, I think. It was, it's pretty good. I'd seen those. I'd seen similar ones of those where you can um, use... Well, same kind of thing where you can essentially use any kind of controller on Switch. Yeah. Uh, it doesn't solve the playing on the train problem. That is true. Yeah. yeah. Which is the main issue. Thanks for listening. Part 2 with forum comments will be available very soon.